Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories. This week, Tasnam Rahman is training as a neurobiologist, currently finishing their PhD in psychiatry. Taz has been part of ACON's Pride in Training videos and contributed to their Improving the Health and Wellbeing of the Trans and Gender Diverse Community blueprint. This story was recorded in Sydney. I cannot believe I am up here as a storyteller on queer stories. I am most well known amongst my friends as being terrible at telling stories. Stories and jokes. <laughs> I get nervous about being the focus of attention, but so, so much more excited about sharing that I froth at the mouth and start rambling. My thoughts go too fast for my mouth to keep up, like a wood chipper, sparks and splinters flying, and all the wood is on fire. I most often start with the punchline, or the end of the story, stringing together the parts before, and then piercing the beginning before shoving in the parts needed for context, like some patchwork abomination from Toy Story or Coraline. So I find it funny in a sadistic way that I get to be one of your storytellers tonight. My bar for success is quite low, or rather, my bar for failure is quite high. So me being here today, saying complete sentences, being assertive, making eye contact is a win for me. But do not fear, I did not want all of you to go home with a bric-a-brac of a story heave that I typically inflict upon my friends. So to ensure my composure, I prepared for this story through research. Lots and lots of research. I am not a frequent storytelling visitor and I've only started listening to podcasts about two months ago, where even then I listened to them infrequently. So in less than a week, I listened to all of the Queer Stories episodes available. <laughs> I was not procrastinating for my thesis. So tonight, I thought I would share a bit about not fitting in. I am a third culture kid as I was raised in a culture other than my parents and other than my birth country or country of nationality. I am an ambiguous brown, and people have difficulty placing the source of these various non-white, but not not white, features of me. I get asked some variation of, where are you from? And after all these years, I have not yet reached a position where I can respond to that with complete ease. If I am with a particular friend, whilst these awkward introductions occur, she exclaims, let's play the game, guess where Taz is from? <laughs> when I'm on my own, I try to whittle down what exactly is being asked of my history. Where was I born? What was my first language? 
Where did my parents grow up? What is the heritage of my grandparents? What nationality is listed on my passport? What city did I spend most of my life? What city did I spend my formative years? What place could I call home? Because all of those questions do not relate to the same place. Usually, they cannot get past the accent. And to their dismay, my answer to my, where my accent is from is, I do not know, and my family does not know. <laughs> my family speculates that my accent is a product of Disney. <laughs> they say that when I was about three years old, I'd figured out how to use the VCR. With this power, I would watch, on repeat, The Lion King. I would sit cross-legged in front of the, our TV, intently mouthing the words of all the characters, passionately crying at all the same scenes, <laughs> then collect the tape, rewind it, rinse, and repeat. When it comes to language, I did not have as intensive interactions with my peers as I did with cartoon movies. I was described as a quiet kid who would prefer to point rather than actively talk. The main thing my family found that I responded to with interest was nature and mathematics. So I tend to say that maths is my first language. <laughs> this made sense to my family. I topped maths through my schooling. Heck, even now, I feel the most secure, not when I have my life-saving medication on me, but when I have at least four different colored pens or highlighters, just in case I come across a whiteboard, crossword, or Sudoku. <laughs> Unlike the high-achieving peers I grew up with, I got below average grades in English. Any assessment that involved writing essays or reading fiction takes me three or four times longer to finish, and I would still get bad grades. Conversationally, this is not apparent at all. I have had all of my university supervisors take back their disbelief in my English proficiency when they give me back first drafts that they covered in red ink. I am now equipped with a collated code that I systematically comb out of any writing I hand my supervisors to ensure that they actually understand what I'm trying to convey. So language. I went to a Malaysian preschool and kindergarten where I somehow managed to complete Mandarin classes without talking much to my family. I properly got over my disdain for speaking after graduating kindergarten and spoke to my family in Bengali. My parents eventually became concerned with me speaking English in anything but a white passing accent. So they sent me to a British school where I learned French and English properly. A lot of my cohort there, however, had Indonesian accents, British accents, Dutch, South African, even Australian accents. So I wish I could say that my accent was from schooling in Southeast Asia and from swimming in their soup of cultural vibrancy, but that story is not clear cut neatly. I do not think in a particular language either. It takes active effort for me to take abstract notions visualize them into a scene or flowchart of information, reflexively connect their aspects to whatever language arises, conform them all into one consistent language, 
most often English or Bengali, and then order the words with whatever is syntactically relevant. So when I'm excited, which is often, <laughs> this pipeline very quickly falls apart, and I ramble. Luckily, I am surrounded by mostly patient people who enthusiastically provide definitions of words and examples of their use and synonyms and are not yet deterred by my ongoing questions. I am aware that my accent, even subconsciously, makes native English speakers provide me a different kind of patience compared to others. I feel like I am always learning how to fit in, even within queer spaces. It says I am Australian in my passport, but I am still learning Aussie colloquialisms, mannerisms, and cultural references. I'm not brown enough to be desi, not white enough, not Asian enough. I fear I am appropriating everything. I fall back on, I do beg your pardon, I'm still learning about your culture. <laughs> when I ask about general knowledge out of fear, that I'm asking too much because common sense is not common for me. When I burp, and I will burp loudly, I respond to anyone looking at me, don't worry, it's a part of my culture. <laughs> I'm still figuring out what constitutes that though, my culture. It is not linked to a language, accent, community, or a place, not really. It seems like a mosh pit medley of everything, much like my gender. Luckily, I exist in a time where queer POC communities are growing and blooming, where non-binary identities are a bit more understood and that we exist in shows and music. Each of these pieces support, energize, and instills a cautious hope in me that soon people like me will have a place where we truly belong and that people will make it commonplace to simply ask, have you been in Sydney your entire life? It's not that hard. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, and follow Queer Stories on Facebook for updates.